0: You are listening to the Fumble Rooski Podcast by Power 88 Dean Radio and Fans Only Sports Network. I'm Adam Wright, and I am here with a guest and a new co-host. So, as I mentioned before, we have a new episode just for Thursday nights, and we will have a guest on as a co-host every single week. So, let us know if you want to be if you want to be a guest. We're looking for a lot of them, but. Without further ado, we also have Nicholas Carlson, who is a new, uh, who is a new co-host for us. Not actually, not so much new. He actually, we uh, we announced that he was going to be joining us about a month ago, but he is actually a student athlete and he has had to. Uh, he's had a lot of games, very busy schedule. But we finally get him on. Nick, welcome to the show. Why don't you introduce yourself?
1: Well, Adam, thank you once again for having me on. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Nicholas Carlson. I am a junior sports broadcasting major here at Dean College. I am also a member on the men's volleyball team here at Dean and also a play-by-play and color commentator for the Fans Only Sports Network.
0: That's right. You are you are actually also with the Fans Only Sports Network, which we're actually affiliated with. So this is a familiar face to some of our listeners. If you guys, you recognize the voice possibly, that beautiful voice, that's him right there, the legend himself, Nicholas Carlson. And we also have Jake Baskin, who is our guest of the week. He is going to be ta- talking about – Uh, the NFL broadcasters in his personalized segment. So, Jake, welcome to the show. How about you introduce yourself?
2: Well, good to be with you, Adam. I'm Jake Baskin, a senior at Dean College. I'm from Madison, Connecticut, and a pretty big Ravens fan. Um, I also am an aspiring play-by-play announcer, build a variety of jobs there, but I have an interest in the field of sports broadcasting in in just – Learning the news about it, and this is uh, the busiest broadcasting uh, landscape, or the biggest broadcasting changes I've probably ever seen in my lifetime um, as an NFL fan. And you know, the Super Bowl is going to look a lot different. The way you watch the NFL and the networks you associate them with are going to look a lot different. And I'm excited to talk about that. Certainly,
0: I can't wait for you to go all to go over all of that stuff. We actually haven't been able to touch on that enough as we've we uh, we've previously only had one episode a week. Now we have two. Um, But but Jake, again, welcome to the show. But we're going to jump right into our coverage. We have a lot planned for you tonight. The NFL Draft, of course, uh, we'll, take a, we'll talk about Jake's guest segment about the NFL broadcasting. Uh, we, there's some crazy rumors surrounding A.J. Brown, Debo Samuel, and D.K. Metcalf that have just gotten out of hand. But first, we're going to hit on how the NFL Draft is one month away. Actually, less than a month away. Probably about, what, two, three weeks? We're, we're getting really close. I think it's what April twenty eighth. It's it's around it's around that area, right?
2: I think yeah. so. They're, they're they're putting it back on on site in Vegas now after having after a couple of years of it being virtual.
0: Yeah, that is that's going to be great. But so it's just less than one month away. We're going to finally start covering that. So guys, give me one prospect in this draft that intrigues you the most. We'll start with Carlson.
1: You know i I gotta keep it with my favorite college team, my man, Trayvon Walker, heading into the draft, the defensive end out of Georgia. the six foot five two seventy pound junior. entering the draft, he's liking his chances. He came off a very hot year at Georgia, obviously with the ring and the title for the school as he's going to use this as his springboard into the league. I personally think whatever team is going to grab him, and as of right now, it's showing that the Lions, Texans, Jets, and even the Panthers are some of them that have shown interest in Walker. I think for any of those teams, that just revitalizes the defense.
0: You know – I'm glad I'm glad that you mentioned a name that isn't Aiden Hutchinson or Kayvon Thibodeau because it feels like they've completely stolen the, the spotlight. So thank you for mentioning somebody other than that. But it this is a very good defensive de, uh, defense-focused draft, especially on that front seven. So that's that's going to be great. But Jake, what's your pick?
2: I'm gonna also stick on defense, but I'm gonna go to the secondary and choose Sauce Gardner out of Cincinnati. Now, Cincinnati's been the prominent uh, group of five program over the last couple years. And I think Gardner's a huge part of it. People won't even throw to his side of the field anymore. And I understand the group of five competition is a little bit less, but you have to think it, people, teams recognize Gardner and he did well in his showings against bigger programs, such as Alabama. He knows how good he is. He loves to talk. And I think all, all good uh, uh, cornerbacks and safeties, just like all good wide receivers, really need to know how how to talk the game as well, really know how to believe in themselves. And Gardner certainly does. And from what I've seen on the pro days, he's vaulted himself firmly into top 10 discussion and maybe even will crack the lower end of the top five.
0: You know, I really like Sauce Gardner. Whoever picks him is going to get a shutdown corner, a generational type of defensive back. You talk about maybe a, uh, you know, a uh, Jalen Ramsey or even even dare I say De- uh, Deion Sanders type of player at, at their you know, at, at his ceiling. You know, we, we always have ex- high expectations for draft prospects. But my pick is going to be I'm going on the offensive side of the ball and I'm going to hit on Jamison Williams. So Williams, is a player who put up an incredible statistical year. He had 1,500 yards, 20 touchdown passes. This guy looked looked like he was destined for greatness in the NFL. Then you go, he, he goes into the NFC the uh, the national championship game, torn ACL. He's out, and he's most likely going to miss the the start of the season. However, this is a player that's drawn so much buzz. And would have gone the first, uh, been the first quarter uh, wide receiver taken off the board. Now his draft, his draft, uh, his draft status sort of tanks a little bit. So I kind of want to see how he does and who, who snags him and gets what, what's quite frankly to me a steal. So I really like that player.
2: Yeah. I think, you know, teams are always in in the look for good receivers. And, you know, there have been some receivers like Chris Alave who, I think have, have really had some highlight reels, but I, I, there, there hasn't been that guy who's like really going to make it in, into that sort of game breaker category this year. So I, I'm interested to in see if he, if Williams is one of those.
0: Certainly. And this is, this is a wide receiver group that is built with that has speed and they all, I what was the, what, what, what was the, what was the stat? Like all, like there were eight wide receivers that had a, had a, had a 40 yard dash that was under like under like four two or something like that. Something crazy. I, I completely forgot the statistic. I'll have to look it up and we'll look at it later. But we have we have a couple of comments from Finnemore Media. There was one that is a little thumbs up there. And here we have injuries make me nervous. I agree. Injuries do make me a little nervous. I it I hate injuries because you know is that Tuck in the background? That is Tuck. Is that is that Tuck. Get Tuck over Tuck. here. Get Tuck over here. Give it, We need. We need that a. We need a
1: appearance. Get the hell up. Get over
0: here. We need another. Get get, get over here, Tuck.
1: <laughs> what do you need? Hey, buddy. Hello.
0: Talk about a cameo appearance. That's awesome. Look at that. But injuries, they may they that it it, it really does suck. It doesn't matter what player. It, it, Patriots are not given it, I'm a Patriots fan. It sucks. I can't stand injuries. I hate it. And you know, I, I just love good football. That's why I have a football podcast, not just about my Patriots, not just about the Ravens or I love football. And another one, where's Doug? Doug is my dog. In case you haven't, in case you haven't noticed, but anyways, did you name do, the dog
2: after the, uh, the character from up?
0: That is exactly what we named him after. One and we haven't, we actually have another, we have another comment saying cool cameo, Tuck. I don't know where, I don't know where he went, but that was awesome seeing him walk by. We got him, we got him in for, we got him in for part of an episode. But, anyways, next we are going to talk about teams who, there's a lot of teams who have a new, uh, a new quarterback and they are all looking to sort of contend here. But we're going to hit on that next. You are listening to the Fumble Rooski podcast. You are listening to the Fumble Rooski Podcast. I'm Adam Wright. Nick Carlson in his debut ab- appearance as a co-host. And our special guest, Jake Baskin, here with you. So, a team has won the Super Bowl with a new quarterback, with their quarterback in their first year, two years in a row. Now, several teams have upgraded at the quarterback position, hoping to be next in line. the The, uh, the Broncos traded for Russell Wilson. The Browns traded for Deshaun Watson, Matt Ryan to the Colts, and this is a bit of a, a, a bit of a, a stretch, bit of a reach, but I'm going to mention Carson Wentz to the Commanders because he is a new quarterback and he is uh, say what you want about Carson Wentz and Matt Ryan, they're competent quarterbacks and he's a new quarterback on a new team. So, which of these teams has the best chance to win the Super Bowl? Oh,
1: well, I mean that that that's a tough stretch. I mean, all these veteran, well, what we would call veteran quarterbacks moving around to new teams. I think, you know, this is a good – I feel like it's a good opportunity for a lot of these new quarterbacks, for a lot of these old quarterbacks to get a new start. You know, nobody would think of Matt Stafford as a Super Bowl quarterback unless that trade never happens. If that trade never happens, he's still wasting away in Detroit, and I think the Rams wouldn't have – made the playoffs under Goff. But as much as I hate to say it, I want to see the Commanders make a run. I want to see them make a run, and I want to see it with everything Washington's been through the past few years. I I would like to see Washington get it. I think they deserve one.
0: That Um, is bold, I've got to say. Especially, and think about everything that Indianapolis, or sorry, that Carson Wentz has gone through with, you know, then the in, the Colts moving on from which is fine i get it they didn't they figured he's not the guy after a year that's fine but what what has happened here is what they the what some of the some of the management at Indianapolis has said uh, we needed a change we needed a change of scenery desperately and stuff like that and then there's Carson Wentz here like i'm sorry and he's like you know he's posting on instagram saying I'm taking the high road. I'm like, I i feel really bad for you, dude. But Baskin.
2: You know, I'm I'm gonna put this through. And now I think the best quarterback who is traded is Wilson, but you have to realize that he's in a division with Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert and Derek Carr, who seems to be underrated by pretty much everybody. Uh the Deshaun Watson got traded to the Browns, but he also hasn't played in a year, and he's in a division with a team Joe Burrow just led to the Super Bowl, and also a former MVP in Lamar Jackson. And even with what the uncertainty the Steelers have, you can never completely count them out. I I'll tell you what, if I really think uh, the position is in place there for uh, Matt Ryan, who I I do who I do uh, believe in his talent in some ways, and that that Colts offense that they have, I think that can be a, a, an offense that's pretty good in both passing and running. And you know it's not as tough of a division. You have Tennessee, who's a pretty good team, but I I think they'll they will be less beaten down by the time the uh, conference playoffs start. And I think of the four, I don't I wouldn't pick the Colts to win, but like of of the four, I think the Colts certainly have the best chance to.
0: I I think the Colts are an underrated team this this uh, this going into this season. They they missed the playoffs and barely by the way and they were they started off 1 and 4 people forget this they started off 1 and 4 and they went on an 8 and 2 run and everybody thought okay this team's balling right now and it was all with just Carson Wentz uh, Carson Wentz sort of you know being a game manager and now they upgrade at that position with Matt Ryan who's a dec- who's a pretty solid passer and so I like I like the move. I think that team is going to be very solid. However, my pick is going to be Deshaun Watson on the Browns. I think this is a match made in heaven. This is a this is a Cleveland Browns team that that's had a lot of talent in the past few years and they haven't had any they haven't they haven't done anything with it, if you will. They've made one playoff appearance. Uh, they missed the other two years when they've had all this talent and now they have a quarterback here. And uh, they also bring in Amari Cooper, and you know you have one of the best rushing duos in the game, in my opinion. You have a great offensive line, a ferocious defense led by Miles Garrett in the front seven, and Denzel Ward, and a lot of other pieces over there. I think that team is all around has pieces, and they still have a first round pick they can use on a wide receiver too, because they did, they they did, uh, they did release. Jarvis Landry which might be a problem but they're going to I think they're going to draft a wide receiver too in their in the f- first round and and they'll call it a day.
2: You know it's it's entirely possible. I think that Browns team is is pretty good. It's probably the best of the teams overall. I I just think you you know you're in a division with three teams that can very much play two quarterbacks who are you know at least on Watson's level. I and even if you do get past that you're going to you may have to face one of them again in the playoffs I'm I'm just not sure you know with Watson being a year out of football that this is the year that that the Browns are are going to be uh, you know the 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 franchise savior team the team has been looking for since they came back
0: I understand the argument with that, you know, he hasn't played for a little while, but he's a, he's a pro athlete and I'm sure he knows how to keep in shape while he's out of football. You know, I, it, it partially wasn't his fault that, uh, he was facing all these allegations. He couldn't, he really couldn't play the game of football because, you know, he didn't want to play with the Texans and, and he he was facing all these allegations so the team the Texans couldn't even trade him so he was he was sort of forced to take a year off from uh football and you know that caused co- obviously that caused some issues it could cause a little bit of rust here in the early going of the season but i really just he's a talented quarterback he's too talented not to succeed and that roster is loaded i think the uh I think when it comes to, um, I think when it comes to even the AFC, I think this team is on the upper echelon of you know teams that could really compete and go in all in for that Super Bowl. Um, but anyways, next we are going to talk about how there's a there's a lot of elite wide receivers in, who are entering contract years, namely DK Metcalf, AJ Brown, Debo Samuel, and. There's they've been they've been involved in some crazy rumors, even though there's they really don't hold much water. We're going to talk about that next. Don't go anywhere. This is the Fumble Ruski podcast. Welcome back to the Fumble Rooski podcast. I'm Adam Wright here with you, co-host Nick Carlson, guest Jake Baskin. So wide receivers DK Metcalf, AJ Brown, and Debo Samuel are all entering contract years. And because of that, they're due for either very, lar- very large extensions for the- with their teams, or they hit the open market and another team pays them. So either way, they get paid, barring some serious injury. And because of that, they've been involved in a lot of rumors, just driven by the media, that they're going to be traded. Um, most of them don't hold water. Besides a couple, uh, there was it was a couple of hours ago. Debo Samuel, he took his 49ers profile pic off of his Instagram, and it's just a black screen right now on his for his profile sort of circle, if you will, on Instagram, where you see that. And on top of that. He unfollowed the 49ers. So that's really the only thing that, that there is. And even DK Metcalf has shut down rumors for him. He has said, uh, I think there was, there was something that uh, Mike Gafalo or, uh, or uh, Tom Pellicero put out, and he, he, said, he said, I have, haven't heard anything per at DK Metcalf. And it, I, it's, it's interesting how that whole thing is going on. But what are you guys' thoughts on these rumors going on?
1: I mean i'll be the first one to say it a lot of these as you said these are just long reaches you know some of these i don't even think i'm surprised that the media would even consider them you know to even hold them a thought but one that keeps popping up to me in the dk metcalf trade are the new york jets trying to reach out see if they can potentially grab metcalf everyone would be saying that the Seahawks would receive a 10th overall pick for the, this year's draft and a I think it was a second round in the 23. So you got two high draft picks, one of this year, which is in a very interesting draft class, and then next year who we're starting to see a healthy mix of both offense and defense for next year. So. I think if this is the Seahawks, I think this is your safest option. You're getting a guaranteed first this year, and then a guaranteed second next year, on top of the picks they already have.
2: You know, I I don't always buy these trade rumors, and I think that that's that is uh, what they are—just rumors. I, you know, can see reasons why I don't uh, why I would believe them. Namely, like none of the three have like a completely elite quarterback, but also, in, in in Metcalf's case, he's going to be playing with a new quarterback, probably one that's worse. In Samuel's case, he is going to be pl- probably playing with a new quarterback in Trey Lance, who nobody really knows about yet. And in Brown's case, he and Tannehill have made a pretty good connection. Of course, uh, Titans run the ball more than every other team in the league. Um, so we'll see what happens. I, I, I think it's a little bit too early and... Um, if, if they're going to be traded, I think they'll know closer to the season. Once, you know, the mini camps get in the training camps, the preseason, the outlook for the season happens. I think it's just too early to tell.
0: Yeah, this is just something that it feels like the, you know, this has been one of the craziest off seasons we've ever seen. And players who we never dreamed of to be traded were traded. Like, for example, ever saw Tyreek Hill getting traded this offseason, probably nobody. And uh, while we all saw it coming with Deshaun Watson, it had been so long that we could never th- actually think that uh, you know Deshaun Watson would en- would end up get traded cr- get traded. We just thought that thing was never going to end. And same with Russell Wilson. You know, we heard some rumors but you know, he was j- he was less likely than Deshaun Watson to get traded. And and you can make an argument for Tyreek Hill. Not really, but you know what I'm saying. All of those players unlikely to get traded, and they did. And now we're looking at players who are on who are entering contract years. Um, and obviously after such a crazy offseason, we're gonna be thinking, Oh, so they're just gonna get traded too now, right? Well, wrong. No, there is a little bit of there's a little bit of loyalty. There's a little bit of, you know, teams who are players who kind of like the where they are. Uh, DK Metcalf is a trooper for wanting to stay in Seattle after you know all these players being being dealt away I wouldn't blame him if he wanted to leave but uh nonetheless he uh he's a good soldier for wanting to stay I respect him for it wouldn't blame him if he wanted to leave uh I can't say the same for D, for uh for uh what for AJ Brown and Debo Samuel because they're in pretty solid uh spots but still it's like any time there's any tiny thing going on you know it's like i and i see it with a lot of different fan bases you'll see any player on a team that is not there that is not a fan of on, of their team when he, he expresses any any sort of um any sort of you know frustration with his team then you'll see all like 10 different fans making making jersey swaps like right away not even thinking about what it is and i i'm sorry i just it's a possibility maybe at the trade deadline, maybe at some point, but there's really no water to be held here in any of this. So it's just all unbelievably crazy, but it's, it's really just, it's really stupid. And I, I feel bad for these players who actually kind of want to stay with their teams and they're being encouraged to leave. I'm like, are we just like, what are we doing here? You know, it's like, it's, it's all just crazy. But, um, any other thoughts on this on this uh, topic before we before we head to the next segment?
2: I would, uh, you know, sometimes these trades don't materialize. Look at how uh, often Aaron Rodgers has been rumored to be traded, and he just signed another extension. Even you know, with with the team having drafted his backup, just like they did with uh, Rodgers with Brett Favre. You know, sometimes these don't happen. Sometimes the uh, the things can be worked out, or you know, they don't have to be as long as the team's playing well. It really, we'll just see. It, it's really just something the media needs to talk about before draft time. Definitely. Um, but
0: anyways, we are going to move on. And next we have the guest segment, where Jake Baskin is going to talk a little bit about a lot of the broadcasting changes that have kind of been uh, sort of in the background here because of this crazy offseason as we've been talking about. We're going to get to that next. You're listening to the Fumble Rooski podcast. This is the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power 88 and Fans Only Sports Network. I'm Adam Wright, Nick Carlson, and our special guest, Jake Baskin. So we have we are officially at our very first guest segment. So what happens is you get you become a guest on our show, you just talk to us and we'll get you on a show eventually and you get your own personalized segment. You can talk about whatever you want. It doesn't even have to be football related. This happens to be football related and we're going to enjoy talking about all of these um all of these different moves as we haven't really had the chance to talk about this. But Jake, so what do you have on some of the broadcast changes around the NFL this offseason?
2: Well, uh, I think this is the wildest uh, NFL free agent broadcasting frenzy I have ever seen. Um yeah, it started, you know, when Al Michaels uh w- had an agreement with NBC to, you know, give up the Super Bowl with Mike Tirico waiting in the wings and Mike is a great football announcer and he's going to be uh calling uh, the Super Bowl for NBC for the foreseeable future. But some things also uh made some change is Michaels found a spot at Amazon with uh, the new Thursday night football package. You know, Michael's is 77 years old and wants to keep going. And they brought in after a few failed attempts to get other analysts, they brought in Kirk Herbstreet, the lead uh, college football announcer for ESPN to be uh, Michael's partner. And then the, 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 the bombshell, the whopper was Troy Aikman first going to ESPN to be the new analyst on Monday night football. Uh, Monday Night Football's had a lot of uh, Criticisms since Tarrico and, and John Gruden left uh, And they found Aikman And then Joe Buck the, Who's been with Fox since the very beginning And has called the Super Bowl uh, Or been their lead announcer for 20 years He decides to follow Aikman uh, as well as his wife To ESPN And Buck and Aikman are the new Monday Night Football Booth which gives them instant credibility And ESPN jumps into the Super Bowl Rotation um, in, a, in a few years as well So that leaves Fox kind of open On their top team They have two of the next three Super Bowls And they've elevated their very good number two uh, Announcer Kevin Burkhart uh, To the top play-by-play job I'm a big fan of Burkhart I get the sense a lot of uh, people May know his voice but may not really know him I think he's going to do a good job And this also will save Fox A, a considerable amount of money Considering how much uh, Buck got from ESPN they have not filled his uh, his role as uh, Aikman's role as the analyst yet, but Burkhart worked last year with Greg Olson, the ex-tight end from the Carolina Panthers. Uh, he and Burkhart did a great job last year. I'd, I'd hope to see Olson uh, gets the move up, but you know there have been some rumors. There have been some rumors about uh, trying to get John Lynch from the uh, 49ers GM job, who also used to be Burkhart's partner. But this is like the craziest uh, switch up because you know for all of my life. Uh, um, You know, I remember one of the first Super Bowls I watched had uh, Greg Gumbel as the voice for CBS, but it's been a a three-person rotation, mostly Joe Buck, Jim Nance, and Al Michaels. And as it's going to go to four, Buck moves to ESPN. Michaels gives way to Mike Tirico. Kevin Burkhart joins the rotation. It's just crazy. And as someone who loves the art of sports broadcasting and talking about it, it, it's fun for me, but uh, I'd like to get your thoughts on it.
0: All right, well there you have it. What so Nick, uh what are your thoughts on what are your thoughts on all of this?
1: I mean, honestly, I think this is huge. This is something that the NFL really hasn't seen in a while, plus you throw in the games that were live on Nickelodeon. You know, I think this is a perfect time for Amazon to kind of step in. You know, Nickelodeon went first, took the trial run, saw their errors, and now Amazon's stepping in with hopefully the upgrades and their roster is already starting out amazing. You know, you just took a top tier broadcaster and you're just gonna add him into your lineup quick and easy, just like that. I think I think Amazon's gonna make a move. And honestly, I think we're gonna get used to them broadcasting NFL for a while.
0: All right. I gotta say, so I I can't be the only one who doesn't like this move for al michaels going over to amazon where not everybody has amazon prime where you know you have to pay for a subscription and everything and me personally i've always been an al michaels fan going back to you know my early my childhood back in you know super bowl 49 hearing him call malcolm butler's touch malcolm butler's game clinching interception and catch and calling you know Uh, well, uh, what was it? Uh, Julian Edelman's go ahead touchdown pass in that Super Bowl. That's that, you know, it it was that's just such a memorable moment. And Al Michaels was part of that. And I just hate to see him go over to Amazon. And maybe I'll like it a little more down the road, but I just. I have to pay. I have to pay and have it get a get a subscription to go over to Thursday night football, not you know Sunday night football where he usually is. It's a, it just feels like a downgrade and it's an underutilization on on uh, on the NFL's part for you know putting a guy like that on Thursday night football on Amazon. I'm just not a fan.
2: Yeah, maybe I. You know I I think you have to think strategically if you're one of the other networks. ESPN wanted Joe Buck. Who's also been in the Super Bowl rotation? And they got him. NBC, you know, pushed him out for Mike Tarico, who's had some big game experience. And I think Fox might have thought about it, but, you know, they got a guy who's 30 years younger. They're thinking long term and a guy who costs maybe a quarter as much. I, and Michaels needs to go. And if Michaels keeps wanting to call games, which he does, he, he's 77, he doesn't want to retire. I think you go where you can land. At Amazon, he has, you know, basically total control. He, immediately becomes the face of it sure it's going to be a little harder to see him sure you're not going to be on playoff games he might get some nbc work still but i you know i i think in his part it's you you go where you can get hired and where you can get paid
0: yeah that i guess that certainly is a an interesting point to bring up a possibility you know He wants to go toward, so he doesn't want to stop, but he doesn't really want to be. Maybe he possibly doesn't want to be on the big, you know, in the big spotlight anymore, and he kind of just wants to head over to uh, Thursday night football, and maybe that could be, you know, the retirement home, if you will, where he's kind of he's still broadcasting, but he's not, you know, he's not calling Super Bowls or Sunday night football. Um, But we have a, we have another comment here from this is a new person. We have Shallon. So what it says is, would the NFL benefit from the multicast method that college football, that college football playoff games run with? I find myself jumping over to 98-5 on big plays on the on the instant take on the on Patriots games while the game on. And then it says, beyond the Peyton, Peyton and Eli show, but more of a coach's round table or X players. So kind of something like, uh, I, I get it. Yeah. So some, something like how they do with the Mannings, uh, if you will, where they kind of, you know, they're, they're kind of talking during the games, but like the games on and like every once in a while, you know, it's kind of in the background, but it's not, what do you guys think of that?
2: I, I mean, I think you I think you have to do it for special events just to get the novelty of it. I don't think you can, do it on a weekly basis. If you want to watch like people talking over it, just subscribe to NFL red zone. It, it really loses its edge. If it's, you know, like the NBA has tried it this year with, uh with uh Jamal Crawford and Quentin Richardson doing um uh, a weekly segment of games. Uh, look, I respect those two guys. They were good players. They were good personalities, but you know, they're not Peyton or Eli Manning. They're not Alex Rodriguez. You need, you need to get exactly the, the right people to do it. And I, I don't, I really think it'll it'll lose some of its luster if every network has one of those.
0: Yeah, it is a very unique thing, and it is something that I would like for them for the NFL to toy with a little bit. But I guess I get you do make a point you don't want to you don't want to you know overdo it, uh, go too much with it because then it, it might take away from you know the the actual broadcasters who are who are uh, you know calling play by play on the games. But uh, Carlson, what are your thoughts on it?
1: No, I mean, I I love the idea. I loved watching it during the college football playoffs because that drew a lot of people in. There, like, this is new. This is different. Let's, you know, let's hear what they have to say. But, I mean, in terms of the NFL running it, you know, I think, I think it just might have to be one or one or two games throughout the season. Obviously, I whoever they stick on it, I believe that's going to be the hardest choice. Who they're going to have work that because I feel like if they pick the wrong crowd that idea is just going to crash and burn as fast as it took off. You know, it needs to be the right people for this and I just hope the NFL just doesn't run away with this and say every game's getting a round table.
0: Yeah, certainly. And I I hope they don't, but I I'm I'm sure they will. You know, they they'll always every they'll always levitate towards the big shiny object, which is going to be the which is going to be the round table conversations, you know, t- these celebrities, you know, uh, you know, the, the, the Mannings or the college playoff games going out and doing this. But I just, it's a, it's a good thing. It's a cool thing. So I'm not complaining too much, but I just hope they don't overdo it. Uh, but do you guys have any other thoughts before we end the show here tonight?
2: Yeah, I, I want to, you know, it's going to be a, an interesting situation for Kevin Burkhardt, who probably like two months ago did not expect this to happen and suddenly, you know, after years of being number two behind some guy you're so synonymous with Fox and Joe Buck, he's going to get to call two of the next three Super Bowls, and it's you know, it, it's not even a year is not a lot of time to get yourself mentally prepared for it. So I I think he's a very good announcer, but it, it's going to be tough for him, and I'm excited to see how he shows up.
0: Yeah, I'm going to admit I, I'll, I'll I'll admit um, I've I I don't remember I don't. I don't know the name of uh, Kevin Burkhart but I'm de- I definitely know his voice if you're, you know, if cuz I I do let I do watch a lot of football obviously I have a football podcast. Um so but I I'm definitely excited to, you know, get uh get to know get to know, you know, Kevin Burkhart. Actually, you know, Hear his voice and say, "Oh, that's Kevin Burkhart, Rather than you know, here here's Joe Buck. On everybody on the planet knows who Joe Buck is for good for good reasons and bad reasons because some you know some people don't like him, some people like him. I've never been I never hated him. I, I think he's solid. But anyways, guys, that'll do it for us tonight. Thank you for listening to us. Be sure to tune in to us live Tuesdays at 7.30 on Twitter and Facebook through Fans Only Sports Network. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. We also have all our episodes available on Spotify, Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, and so much more. Also, be sure to follow our Instagram at FumbleRuski_Podcast underscore podcast to keep up with our podcast and the latest coverage on the NFL. Jake Baskin, thank you very much. For being with us today we love we loved having you and getting your insight on the bro- broadcasting in the nfl so otherwise we will see you on tuesday over and out